Welcome to the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This is episode number 22, December 22nd, 2019. I This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. 90% of my information is in my opinion. Other information comes off the internet. Um, I got a couple of different things I wanted to talk about today, but starting with my usual format, spotlighting one offensive player and one defensive player. And I'm going to start with defense today. That player is going to be going to be Jaden Lars Woodby. Um, <clears throat> um, tremendous talent. Should have never been used as a linebacker. Previous staff made a mistake by switching him to that position. Coming out of high school had Derwin James slash Jalen Ramsey type ability. Um, They need to move him back to strong safety if he can fully recover from the knee injury. Um, If he can't fully recover from the knee injury, he might be stuck at linebacker. Great tackler. Very smart, rarely out of position. Um, if he if he can fully recover from the injury, he could be a all time Florida State great. Um, played great as a linebacker. Overall, this guy puts the team first. That's why he self unselfishly made the switch from safety to linebacker. Um, if he plays safety, I compare him to Derwin James. If he plays linebacker, I compare him to a bigger version of Shaq Thompson for the, excuse me, for the Carolina Panthers. Um, if you go back and you watch Jaden Lars Woodby's, uh, high school tape, I mean, this guy was a phenomenon, Coming out of high school, man, I just, you know, I was just like, okay, we went from Jalen Ramsey to Derwin James uh, to Tavares McFadden had like one or two good years or just that one year, his sophomore year, where I thought he was going to take off, but he didn't. And then we went to Jaden Lars Woodby, and I just thought he was going to be the next great. And then they moved him to linebacker. I know we... had some issues at linebacker his freshman year and a little bit of his sophomore year. I felt like Jaleel McCray showed showed something. But um, I think if Dean stays and both of those guys got injured, if they both fully recover and they can start next season, that'd be a heck of a tandem at safety. Then you could move Akeem Dent back to his natural position, which is corner. Another uh, move that left your head scratching, moving Akeem Dent to safety. Um, he sucked at free safety. He's a cornerback. Um, you know, again, everything depends on him fully recovering from this knee injury. If he can do that, man, the sky's the limit. I love this kid, man. I just think that, you know, again, Willie Taggart and his staff just, you know, moved this guy from outside linebacker to middle linebacker. 
And that's just, he did it because he's an unselfish guy, but it just wasn't his position. Um, My next guy is going to be Anthony Grant. Watching tape on him. This guy can play, man. I love Cam Akers and Kalen LeBorn, but this guy should have got more carries. He has an explosive first step. He he gets on top of defenders really quick, meaning when he gets the ball, I mean, it, it's he's like right. It's hard for the defender to do anything because he's accelerated so fast. Um, runs with power. Has nice hands. He can return kicks, punt. And kickoff. Uh needs to juke more. He he's he he's the type of running back that accelerates on contact. <clears throat> but you know, in the grand scheme of things, like I said before, as a running back, you only get so many hits in this game. So you gotta preserve your body a little bit. Um long strider in the open field. Uh Grant could be the starter next season. Um, he just needs to get his mind right. He left the team. He came back. He uh, tweeted that he can't wait to get back to Florida State, and I hope he comes back, man. Um, I think this guy is is a tremendous talent. Like I said, he should have got more carries. Um, my NFL comparison to him is going to be uh Melvin Gordon. Out in, uh, with the San Diego, I mean, excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, same type of running style. Um, I, I just don't see how this guy right here is not the starter next season. I don't think Kalen LeBorn just had knee surgery uh, a few days ago. So it's going to take him a while to recover from that. This is going to be the guy for spring ball unless they go get a running back. It, uh, for the February signing day or they get a JUCO or something to that effect. Um, so I just I hope that this guy again can get his mind right and come in and be the tremendous running back that he has the potential to be. Um, my next topic, Willie Taggart, in my opinion, Willie Taggart, sabotage the 2019 season. I know a couple of episodes ago <laughs> I said I was going to get off Willie Taggart, but I just need to get this off my chest, man. So I got the top 10 reasons why we suck this year, pretty much. Um, first of all, just just the weird, you know, mottos. Blame no one, make no excuses, do something. And all you did was blame people and make excuses. You did nothing. This was a weird guy after every press conference. Have a good day if you want to. Like, what was that? I don't, I didn't get that. Uh, so that was number 10 and number nine. Number eight, clueless on game day and in post-games interviews. This guy just looked clueless. On the sidelines, I mean, challenging stuff that happened on the field, timeout usage. He just looked clueless. Uh, you know, personnel decisions, um, putting the wrong players on the field. I mean, it was just crazy, man. 
That's number seven. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, that was number eight. Put talented players in wrong position. See Akeem Dent. See Jaden Lawrence Woodby. Uh, see Janoris Robinson. See Joshua Kando. Just just four examples of players that defensively, I ain't even going to talk about offense, that were put in wrong positions. Um, number eight and number six is kind of the same thing, but for number six, bad in-game decisions. Again, just like I said, I don't know if he was doing it on purpose. I hope he wasn't, but this guy just looked clueless. Just with some of the bonehead stuff he was doing. Uh, picked bad coordinators and bad coaches. Um, you know, one thing I have to give uh, Norvell credit for, he picked guys that he knows, that he's familiar with. He didn't go out and pick a whole bunch of guys that he don't know. And that's what Willie Tagger did. Walt Bell. Harlan Barnett. I mean... I forget the uh, his offensive line coach that first year. Um, you know, for the most part on offense, he most of the coaches and a couple on defense, he had no familiarity with, and that that can lead to dysfunction. Um, re- refused to play players that were better <laughs> than the guys he picked. Hornybrook, Abdul Bello, Juwan Williams. Uh, he kept putting Dontavious Jackson out there when he was obviously a liability. Um, that's all I can really think of at the second. Wouldn't uh, he didn't play Anthony Grant? Okay. Um, just just total misusage of players. Anthony Grant is a talent, like I've already previously stated. He should have been on the field. Um, Played Alex Hornibrook. To me, now I went back and I watched the Wisconsin-Miami Bowl game a cup from uh, a couple years ago. He, I mean, he had a tremendous offensive line. But he wasn't asked to throw down field like he was. He just pop gun arm, man. Even in that Wisconsin game, he looked pretty good. But he still had a pop going on, man. Um, Meddled with coordinators while doing play calling. In particular, Kendall Browse. Kendall Browse has a history for running his own stuff. You knew that when you brought him in. But you still meddled in the offensive play calling. Okay? I'm assuming that Browse wanted James Blackman to play. Taggart wanted Hornybrook to play. So there you go. If you're going to bring a guy in and pay him a million dollars, let him coordinate the offense. Switched, and this is the number one reason I didn't keep up with the numbers. My apologies, but this is the number one reason um, I think he sabotaged us. Switched from a 4-2-5 to a 3-4. Harlan, I'm not going to say Harlan Barnett is a great defensive coordinator, but historically when he was at Michigan State, he ran a 4-2-5, which, which is what the personnel on his team could fit into, not a 3-4. You had Janoris Robinson and Joshua Kando dropping back in coverage. No, they are pass rushers. 
that was a mistake. Okay? You had Jaden Lars Woodby playing middle linebacker. He's not a linebacker. He's a free safety or a strong safety. Probably a strong safety. Um, um, so that's all I had to say on that. Um, top 10 teams with best uniforms. And I like multiple color uniforms. I don't like the SEC where they just have two sets of uniforms. I like multiple uniforms. And my number one is probably going to, you know, create some comments, but I'm just saying for the color scheme, not anything else. So my number 10 is Baylor. My number nine is uh, TCU. My number eight is Oregon. My number seven is Tulane. My number six is Arizona State. My number five is Tennessee. They do go multiple. They go all white, all orange, and they go all gray. So I like that scheme. I like that color scheme. North Carolina. Number three, LSU. Same thing with LSU. They they got the white helmets and the uh, white pants with the purple shirt. I love it. Uh, number two, uh, Florida State. Um, obviously, you knew they was going to be in here. Um, number one, Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. The old school uniforms with the rainbow on the side. And the, the uh, lime, uh, neon green jerseys. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And there's no hidden message behind that because we know how people like to joke around. No hidden messages behind that. And, you know, that was their uniform back in the day. Loved them then. So uh, let's see. And my last topic is going to be uh, best bowl game swag. Okay. So this is obviously based on the 2018 season, bowl season, because they haven't listed the 2019 bowl swag items yet. So if you go to the Arizona Bowl, I think their best item is you get Beats earbuds, Quick Lane Bowl, $175 uh, Best Buy gift card, Alamo Bowl, $425 Amazon gift card. Fiesta Bowl, which is sponsored by PlayStation, you get a PS4 console. Peach Bowl, $300 Visa gift card. Camping World Bowl, $400 Best Buy gift card. Belk Bowl, you get a $450 shopping spree at Belk. Um, uh, college football playoff, I mean... Their stuff, it was so much, so much stuff on there. I just, I couldn't even name it all. They get like a gift suite, which is valued at $550. They get a personalized bobblehead, just to name a few. Uh, Cheez-It Bowl, $400 gift card. Um, Red Box Bowl, Nintendo Switch Lite. And if you don't know what a gift suite is, it's basically like a... Um, <clears throat> portable store for players, $550 worth of gifts given to players. So you can see that the swag that these guys get from these bowl games is just crazy, man. And uh, it still doesn't replace uh, 
the billions of dollars that the NCAA makes off these guys, but at least they get a little something like the actual cash and the uh, the Visa gift cards. Um, so that's going to conclude episode number 22. Uh, once again, this podcast is available on YouTube under Go Knows Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify Podcast. Thank you for the tremendous support. Thank you for the people that have followed this podcast thus far. And I hope I get many more subscribers and go knows.